This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, we're moving right along now. The ODI series between the Proteas and India is level at 1-1 after the home side won the second ODI by seven wickets. And uh, former Protea Mondes Zondeke and now analyst and commentator joins us on the line just to look back at that, the coolest man in cricket when he was playing. Monday, good evening. Thanks for taking our call on SAFM tonight. Yeah, good evening uh, to you and, uh, and, and anyone who's listening. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Thanks, Monde. They posted 278 for seven in their 50 overs. Was it not enough for the bowlers there at least to defend? Did they give the bowlers too much to do, the Proteas? Um, I think if you look at the history of the pitch, um, and also with South Africa, when Reza Hendricks and uh, Markham were backing really well, I thought initially we should have gotten at least 220 mm. in that time. So yes, what you say, well, your question is, was it too short? Yeah, I think it was, because the pitch is a very good pitch to bet on. And South Africa certainly was short of at least 40 to 50 runs. Yes, because at one stage, I mean, I thought they would get to 300, at least comfortably, and, and, and even above that, and they got to 278 for seven. But you've mentioned Riza. We finally got to see Riza. Unbelievably, Monday, his first match of the tour since that blistering run of form in England. What does he bring to this team, Riza Hendricks? And does it surprise you also that he hasn't played so far? Um, yeah, so he's obviously a very good player. As you say, he was in good form in, in, uh, in England. But I think our one-day team, in terms of our batting, has a lot of depth, and Reza is one of the guys who gives us depth. Um, am I surprised he didn't play? I think because of Timber recovering, um, it's made it difficult for him to get into the team. I am surprised that um, he hasn't played at all since England, mm. but it's also difficult when you have everyone fit to fit him into the the starting six, if you will, in terms of the better, in terms of the better, sorry. Um, so yeah, um, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I think they brought Timber in back into early. Uh, if I'm really being honest right now. Yeah, and you wouldn't want to be a selector right now, Mondes on eh? because obviously Temba's not been in great form and Riza's been in great form and we've got the T20 World Cup coming up now. That, that, that's a big headache that the selectors have. What do they do in this situation? Does the captain play um, because he's the captain and he's the leader of this team? And even yesterday after the defeat, I mean, Aiden spoke about how much they missed him in the team. Yeah, um, again, very good point. I think that I'm not sure if because of the World Cup, I feel like it's, it looks like they felt like they had to pick him because uh, they had to come into the team straight away. But it's, it's, it's a difficult thing because he hasn't played all, all, all our winter and, and the English summer. He, wasn't, he didn't go to England at all. And he came back from a very serious injury. So to me, I've, I've, it, it looks like he needed more time to recover from his injury. And to bring him into the team straight away doesn't do him any service because the form is not there just yet. It takes time from, from coming back from an injury to get straight into form, especially if you're taking a guy like Reza Hendricks uh placement team, um, which is where the criticism has come. Yeah. I personally I wouldn't have picked him for the tour to India. I would have kept him here and one check if his elbows hundred percent and then two. I uh, play him domestically where he tries to get 
um, his elbow to be 100%, and, get some, and try to get some form. It's very difficult to get form when you're playing against one of the best teams in the world, in India, that is. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think there's a few steps that they missed, but we are here now, and it's going to be very difficult for Temba to get back into the team when we just playing as well. Yeah, I know it's a tough one. And and what have you made of Aiden Makram Mondezondek? He's become some sort of an enigma now. He was seen as a future test captain but can't get a run to save his life in test cricket. But in the shorter format, he's just become a different player altogether. What have you made of that? I I think if you talk about talent just alone, um, if you just look at how he looks as a as a player, he looks magnificent. I think he's one of the most talented players in our country as a better. Um, but as you say, it's really about form, and we have to be fair. Like he hasn't scored runs in Test cricket in a long time, but in the in the wide ball format of the game, he's been really good over the last two years. Um, I just wish he could be consistent more in terms of Test cricket, because I think as a batter, just alone, when you look at him, he looks as good as anybody else in our country. Mm. For whatever reason. In the red ball cricket, in test cricket, it just hasn't delivered just yet. But I, I think we'll come back to that team again at some point. Um, and for our test team to be really good, and what you said about future test test captain, uh, I think it will be one day. Oh. Um, I think that uh, Dean Alga, who's been very good to us for, for a long time, uh, maybe 30, what, 33, 34, 35, I think Dean is, when he's done, and Timber's in his thirties as well, so there needs to be someone who takes over after those guys are done, mm-hmm. which to me, I think is going to be very soon. Um, I think he's the next guy to take over in that format. But again, he needs to um, pick up form. Okay, let's play a couple of voice notes. We're speaking to Monde Zondeke, just looking back at the cricket. Okay, so we've got a betting problem. We could only manage run a ball on the last 12 overs. Hmm? Only 72 runs scored, Tabiso. And now we are on a panic mode and we know our boys don't do well when they are panicking. You know, so that simply means we'll have to go and play the qualifiers to go to the World Cup because to, tomorrow's game, there's no way we are going to win it with this kind of betting. Zico Smith from Macau. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to Mr. Mondezondeki, Libra here. Uh, Tabiso, before I comment about the game, I'd like you to bring Mondezondeki just to talk about his career, uh, specifically how injuries hampered his uh, international career. Maybe sometime on a flashback Friday, I'd like to really engage him uh, about his career. And then looking into the game, I wanted to ask Monde about Andre Najer. Why do you think Andre struggles on pitches that are flat on, and you know pitches that are not that uh, fast, uh, where there's not not a lot of bounce? Why cannot he? Uh, why can't he adapt his game? And because it seems like for me he just bamboozles bamboozles batters with these fast balls, and has no other game plan if the pitch is not that fast. If the- okay, straight to the point there, Libra. Do you also have those concerns, Monde, about Andre Nokia? Um, I, I think it makes a very good point about Anas Nokia. Um, but because I think from playing cricket in general, 
when you have a guy who's uh, got good pace, but isn't tall, doesn't give you extra bounce, like a Mone Moko was different from Anekhanke, but they were both very fast. On certain pitches, a guy like Anekhanke, um, who's short, skinny, but fast, is a guy that you want to face because the ball comes onto the bat very nicely when the pitch is a bit slow and it's short and skinny. And Mone Moko, for example, um, was difficult to face because of the extra bounce he got. So the ball didn't come onto the bat. Yes, it came onto the bat same pace, but it wasn't always hitting the slice of your bat. When I say slice, I mean the top of your bat. So, um, yes, he's, I know Nukhiga is very fast, but there are certain kind of wickets where you don't mind facing someone like him because of um, his stature in terms of his height, because he's short and skinny. Okay. And and the betting clearly has been a major concern over the past few few months or for a while now. We've even discussed it on this show. How's the bowling for you and where's the bowling for you? Are you happy with where the bowling unit is at the moment and the makeup of it? Um, well, when it comes to red ball cricket, I think our bowling is our strength. Uh, there's no doubt about that at this point. Um, between Rabada, Gidi, Nokia, um, Janssen, and uh, Maharaj in, in the red ball cricket, in test cricket, that's that's really our strength. Where we can bowl guys out twice, like we did in England. We did, I think we did a really good job in England where we were very consistent and we took wickets all the time. In, in test cricket, I think our strength is our bowling, as I said. Our problem is our batting in test cricket. And there's a huge gap there for, for guys to like take up a spot and be able to score 300 to 400 runs in white ball cricket. I think in white ball cricket, our batting is fine. I, I don't have an issue with our batting. Mm. Uh, neither do I have a batting with our problem, sorry, with our bowling. When it comes to 50 overs in 2020, because I think we, we've got guys like David Miller and Stubbs in 20 crickets at the cock where we can get big runs and our bowling is a fight. I, I trust Rabada and O'Kear and Gidi again. Um, I just think that in terms of our, our red ball cricket is where we have a bit where we have issues in terms of our batting. Okay, Monday. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for the insight and uh, th- and thanks for taking our call on SAFM. No, thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate it again. Uh, yeah. Nice to talk to you again. Thanks. Always great to speak to a former player. That you just get things that you won't get anywhere else. We'll take a quick break and we'll wrap up by talking F one.